Milligan pirate movie directed by Peter Medek. And I learned about this movie by going to Tubi and watching a documentary about this movie that came out a couple years ago from the actual director. This is one of the few times where a disastrous bad movie documentary, about a documentary <laughs> about a bad movie is actually directed by the director of the bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's very weird. Very weird. So we're basically going to be watching, I'm going to, we'll be watching Ghost in the Noonday Sun from 1974. I found the trailer. Um, Bertha Dockhouse has it, Carl. Okay, uh, do you want to watch it? Okay, let me go there. Hold on. No, no, actually, I take that back. This is, it's for, uh, there's no trailer for Ghost. There's trailers for the documentary, The Ghost of Peter Sellers, but there's not. Let's not, not watch it. Let's nah, watch the real it. movie. We'll watch the real movie next week. It is a pirate movie starring Peter Sellers. It has notorious, it was never theatrically released. It was on video in the 90s. And that's how, well, and now, of course, I'm not going to watch this film on purpose. I'm not even watching it. I will be the audience. Fair enough. Sounds great, Carl. That's what I did for my, that kid brother. I will watch the documentary I, again. I'll watch the movie. I'll get some more research and we'll, we'll watch this film. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, it is ripe. And speaking of ripe, stay, keep listening. We are, uh, in knee deep in public domain movies that came out as well as the Razzie nominations are going to be announced shortly. And we will be doing a special Razzie episode where we go through all the nominations for worst picture, worst director, and we're going to, we'll watch every single film and we'll talk about it and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give our votes as Razzie we're members. Spend money streaming this bullshit. I go am into a Redbox. member now. Razcademy member. Yeah, are you a Razcademy member? Me too. So as Razcademy members, Voting. We're voting. We're going to watch every single stupid. We're paying money to see every awful movie, and we'll let you know. So that's coming in the next couple of weeks. But next week, it's Peter Sellers, Spike Milligan, The Ghost of Noonday Sun, 1974. Ugly Sundays is coming up next on Mutiny Radio. So don't touch your dial. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. And that's it. Carl, anything you want to promote before we get out of here? No. Go to carlsucks.com. Great. Carlsucks.com. We are out of here. See you guys later. We love you all. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch full-length Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That acronym stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hey, Mike. How's it going? L uh, it's going great. W-A-L. -L. L is easy. 
This one I know by heart. Right. Loser. <laughs> Loser. I don't know which way. It's let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. There's a lot. It's a very problematic yeah. podcast name because yeah, it's yeah. feature length movie, right? And also YouTube is usually an acronym with the letter Y. Right. Well, we do YT. So do go we, ahead. Did someone do it for you, right? Someone, someone at the station did it for me back in 2017. But I like the ring of it. I think L-W-O-Y doesn't really have the same ring. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. Okay, yeah, so it would be M-O-Y. But if we started from the beginning, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y. Yeah, maybe the right. same ring. Yeah, the T adds a Christmas. Listen, <laughs> Carl and I love to brainstorm and write jokes, and we always listen to the letters. T has a better ring to it. So yeah. anyway, that's the uh, lexicon of our title. But the title is basically the premise. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to join us. Let us watch a full-length movie. And you'll listen to our podcast and watch the movie. We are streaming first right now. Right now. Hello, uh, mutinyradio.fm, as we do every Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We are a podcast, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You search for that acronym. And we're also on YouTube for a video presentation. And uh, that's also L W A F L M O Y T. Go ahead, subscribe. You did great. Thanks. Thank you very much. Yay, winner! You're a winner. There we go. My W on my forehead. Have you ever got that? I've never seen anyone do this. I've seen this. Loser. This, last time I saw this, I think it was Galactus from uh, was... Silver Surfer. Oh my God! Yeah, eating planets. Yeah. yeah. And he doesn't even tip 20%. Not Carl, enough. what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch The California Kid, 1974. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. The California Kid, 1974. I'm not going to tell you how to spell the or California. I know that you know California. Oh, I know is. this. T-H-A. T-H-A. The. California. The K California Kid. I'm not kidding. 1974. The channel okay. we like. The channel we like. Car Chase Wonderland 2. Not the first one now. Car Chase Wonderland 2. So it's the California Kid 1974. And then find the channel. Damn it. Car, Car Chase Wonderland 2. The sequel. The end of the trilogy. What kind of Wonderland is that if no one gets caught? You're just literally spinning your wheels. <laughs> okay all right okay so the california kid 1974 as carl said you go into youtube you type that into the browser you're gonna find car chase wonderland 2 or something close to that name that is the channel that we're watching the movie off hat tip to you find it click it hit pause move that timer to zero 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 this may take a couple minutes but we have a short featurette very exciting. Carl is the producer of the show, has been doing it for several years. You heard his theme song. He has research for this movie. He went and interviewed a celebrity comedian. We're going to learn a little bit about this celebrity comedian, and they're going to give the celebrity comedian countdown. And when they say go, hit play. All right, get ready. Take it away, Carl. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Countdown, this time with Gary Morgan. Welcome, Gary. Now, Gary, you are a New Jersey native, just like me, just like our other co-host, Michael, born in Passaic, New Jersey. What brought you out to Los Angeles? Movies. I was a kid actor in New York. 
Uh, my parents were in vaudeville and in the circus. Mm -hmm. I was in their act. I was on the road when I was five months old, lived in a trailer, traveled all around. Uh, they were acrobats. And then when I was seven, I got my first agent and started working in New York as a kid actor, uh, gotcha. off-Broadway, on-Broadway, um, you know, TV stuff, commercials. I was the original Richie in the Dick Van Dyke pilot. Yeah. When it was starring Carl Reiner. I think head of the family, right? What's that? I think it was called Head of the Family yeah. at that yeah. time. Yeah, it was. Anyway, so, I was born and raised in Passaic, went on all through school and high school. My mother opened a dancing school, so when we left the road so I could go to school. And, uh, and when I was 18, I did a movie in New York called Poppy with Alan Arkin. And huh. the money that I made from that, I came to California just for a couple of weeks to look around, had an agent, checked in with the agent, and I never left. I found the home in California. Now, you, it's a show business family, so I'm sure they were very supportive of the move, right? Absolutely. Okay. Now, you have an impressive career, and I want to get to that. But before I go there, I want to start with you being like a stuntman. And uh, like I think that had something to do with your the, the fact that you were an acrobat and your height, right? Tell me how you got involved with stunt work. Well... I always did a lot of, uh, I, I got a lot of roles that had action in it, like Logan's Run and Pete's Dragon, and uh, so I could do my own stunts. But I would never double it. I did not want to be a stuntman. Uh -huh. uh, I, I wanted to be an actor. But the first job I got in California was a stunt job playing the missing link in a Burt Reynolds movie called Skullduggery. And, really? I know that film. Oh, God. It was, I don't think it was very good, but I was one of the, the missing links. And uh, worked with the stunt coordinator, secular. They were always going, you need to do stunts. I went, no, 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 I'm an actor. And they yeah. went, you don't want to be an actor. Actors are a pain in the ass. Yeah. A lot, lot more fun doing stunts. So I was doing a movie called Cujo, where I doubled the dog. Oh, wow. In, uh, in Cujo. Anyway, uh, I was at that point, I was 32 years old. I had two kids. I didn't look like a kid anymore. I wasn't getting a lot of acting roles. And I decided just to jump in to the stunt department. And I, I said, I'm a stuntman, you know. Uh, well, prior people. to that, you I had a great was... career as a stuntman. I had a lot of fun. Made no. more money as a stuntman than I ever made as an actor. And, uh, and I still do it. Well, your acting career is very impressive. And at the time of The California Kid, you were all over television. I mean, uh, One Adam 12 and Happy Days and Partridge Family and everything. So when it came to this movie, because this was an ABC movie of the week, right? Was, yeah. just, was this just more of the same? This is just more TV? Or was it something special? Well, Martin Sheen was a pal of mine. Uh, uh -huh. I worked with him on live television in New York when I was a kid. But I got reintroduced uh, to him when I was in California. And we did a couple shows together. And we were pals. And uh, the California kid came up. He said, you'd be perfect for this part. So he sent me to the, uh, the producer for an audition. I just auditioned yeah. for it and got it. And uh, it was just an, another movie of the week. You know, uh, I don't know if it was anything special. It was a, a fun part. And, yeah. uh, and I loved working with Martin on anything because, you know, we were pals. And Nick Nolte and I, who played my brother in The California Kid, did, uh, I think it was called Medical Center. There was a TV show. 
Uh-huh. And Nick and I were in the same gang. And we got to be friends. I used to borrow his pickup truck when I need, you know, when I needed to get cement and stuff. And I, I was just a pal of Nick. That's uh, great. So when this came up, playing his little brother, it, it was it was fun. Now Martin Sheen's real brother was in it, did, but but that wasn't any of the scenes that you were in. Did you meet him? Did you spend? Oh any yeah, time I know Martin's whole family. I was like his little brother. Uh huh. So, uh, I that was. You. I think I was Joe. Joe Sheen. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know all his brothers and the family. And, you know, I do the Renaissance Fair every year. I've got carnival games. And uh, Martin's son, Emilio, uh, worked for me at the Renaissance Fair when he was 14, 15, 16, uh-huh. those years before yeah. he, his acting career took off. And Sean Penn used to work for me. Emilio got, me, uh, got Sean a job with me at the Renaissance Fair, which was kind of funny. You know, I've seen you on Facebook dressed up, you know, more contemporary, but in some Renaissance garb, and you really well wear it well, you know, <laughs> very colorful, and it's terrific. I think there's some production at Fairleigh Dickinson you were doing or something. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe that was out in California, and I just saw Fairleigh Dickinson on your uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to Fairly Dickinson. I was in the drama yes. department. I did a couple of shows, but n- nothing that you would have uh, I would have put on Facebook. Now, Lyle was the character you played, and this was a pretty big part. I mean, your character was the younger brother. Your character was the victim of this evil sheriff. Now, when is the last time you've seen this film? Do you do you really have a memory of its plot? And I, re- I have a, a lot of memories of doing it and everything, but. I haven't seen it for years. I should show it to my kids. I don't think I've even showed it to my kids. Well, you will definitely see it when you air because I will send you the link to watch it on Facebook. Of course, you're going to hear us talking all over it, but it will bring it all back. You know, you had a really good part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did. And it, it, it was fun. And I forgot the girl's name in it. The, the actress. Oh, the, the real life actress? Yes, right. Um... Her name was Sissy in the movie, and all she wanted to do was kiss boys in cars. That's all she wanted to do right. throughout the whole film. She oh, I got to tell you, you know, Martin Sheen's got the car, the California kid. Yes. And Martin doesn't know anything about cars, like nothing. And <laughs> there's a scene in it where um, we're all looking, he's fixing the engine. Yeah. And, uh, and one of us goes, what's that? And points right. to something. And Martin asked the guys from transportation, what should I say? Yeah, what you know? is that? So uh, it didn't, you didn't even know what we were pointing out. So the, one of the guys said, tell him it's a new type Magneto. <laughs> That's right. So I remember, yeah, so Martin goes, oh, it's a new type. Well, I had no idea what a Magneto was, you know. <laughs> but uh, he goes, what should I say? And uh, one, of the, one of the, you know, the transportation guys said that. That's terrific. You know, I I just saw this film. It's fresh in my mind. We just watched it. So I absolutely remember that scene. And and so you went on to be an outrageous fortune. Uh, You were a stuntman in Batman Forever and uh, Cujo. Do you ever get back this way? Are you still active out in Los Angeles today? What what takes up your time today? Well, I have (laughs) anytime I made any money, I bought another house. Uh-huh. So I've got a lot. I've got a lot of real estate, so I'm, I'm always like you know ma- maintaining things, and uh, I still act when it comes up. I don't do a lot of stunts now because I don't want to fall down hard. Exactly. But I actually just did a little acting role with a stunt on the show Bosch uh-huh. uh, last season, 
playing a homeless guy that gets the crap beat out of him on the sidewalk. <laughs> Which is an no. interesting thing to do. I got to tell you, when you walk around Hollywood Boulevard dressed like a homeless guy, interesting the way people treat you and uh -huh. look at you and stay away from you, you know. Yeah, that's a bit of a life lesson, right? What a, a different perspective, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I really appreciate you coming on, especially because you're Lyle in this thing and you have such a big role. You even, you know, your even your character's life ends and it was dramatic when it occurs. So I really appreciate you being on. And everyone's about to watch this film with us. So, Gary Morgan, now everyone at home is ready to press play and the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home has got to hear you do the countdown. Three, two, one, go, and press play at the exact same time. So why don't you go ahead, Gary Morgan, and give us that celebrity countdown. All right, everybody, are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. I look forward to listening to it. How do they shoot the stars? Oh, look, yeah. it's Earth. <laughs> With Saturn's <laughs> rings. With Saturn's rings, yeah. That was back when Universal was part of MCA. They didn't know shit. Now, this says Universal like a movie, but this is TV, TV show. Now, yes, look, you think this? Emilio oh. Estevez, did you see him? Oh, I thought that was Randy Quaid in the last detail. That's him? Doesn't it look like? It no, does. But, uh -oh, I was going to uh -oh, say, uh -oh, he was a out. kid back then. Oh, I, I was tired. I put my hands on my eyes. him. Because this guy is an Estevez. I think he really resembles. Is it Joe Estevez? Yes, it is. It is? It's Martin Sheen's brother, Joe Estevez, and this is his cameo. He's in a lot of movies, Joe Estevez. Don't count uh -huh. him out. He's now done he's, tons. He's, they're trying to race back to base. Look, dangerous, bad curves, okay? Yeah. You saw the sign. We're going to see that sign a lot in this movie. Dangerous curves is an allegory. Now, look, if which, they're not back to base in 45 minutes. They're like kicked out or something bad. Up, oh, cop. Oh, you're going to have cops. He was waiting. So he they're was. off base. Speed this, this movie is totally off base. <laughs> That's right. These two guys are. Sorry, a little base humor. <laughs> that was very basic. That was kind of, yeah, it's so base. Okay, so. Here we, it's not acidic, it is, here we have uh, your typical car chase, and it's the old uh, hack, state line, three miles. Ew. If they can make it to the state line, somehow the cop no longer has jurisdiction. They, they have away. a, I heard you have to stop your cop car, get out, throw your hat to the ground. <laughs> Raise Darn your varmint motherfuckers. So, they'll press country line. So what okay, states are here they? Comes the, wait, here comes, this is the inciting incident of the movie. Here comes the main curve, okay? The dangerous curve. And this guy just won't slow. See, 30 miles per hour, buddy. Not 60 miles per hour. So he takes the curve and the cop does something terrible. He pushes them over the edge? Yes. Correct. He must Look, be from New Jersey. Yeah, he is. See the pole? Oh, we missed the poll, but that's, we'll see the poll throughout the film. That's what the cop just did. He basically pushed those people to their death. Oh, he's an evil sheriff. He's absolutely, he's totally an evil sheriff. Oh, it's, it's Michael Shannon. No, it's Vic Morrow. 
Vic Morrow, God bless R.I.P. Now, we saw him in another film because I already had research on him and how he passed away and everything. You see the yellow lines? Yeah. It says, in 1958, Clarksburg was a well-known speed trap town. But speed trap. In the 50s, these would be white. And the internet thinks that's one of the big reasons why this film's full of uh, accurate... Uh, uh, things that are out of time. It should be uh, white. Anach <clears throat> Please allow me anachronisms. Oh wait, so Martin Sheen got his brother in the movie? Yeah. Here comes Martin Sheen, the California kid, and he's driving, of course, that 1934 three. We drive three this old time. Oh, what? Look at that custom detail. We drive these in San in uh, San Francisco in Los Angeles all the time. Because you have because you're from California. Yeah. Speed kills, you see? Well, it, it depends. If you're ahead of your game, your speed could be very productive. You get a <laughs> lot of things done. If you do speed. Speed's okay. Nick yep, Nolte. Yep, having a beer. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Having a beer. He's having a beer, like... <laughs> oh. Michelle Phillips. That's From the Mamas and Papas. So, it looks like half of California went to this town to shoot the movie. <laughs> this is actually called uh, Peru, California, and Ojai, California. Ojai. But uh, it's, it's uh, Clarksburg in our movie. That's what you say when you walk in with your roommate having sex. Ojai. Ojai. <laughs> <laughs> well, what an illegal... That California kid just says UEs everywhere. No, it's legal in California, right? I looked that up for that reason. You did look it up. It is, but it's frowned upon by pedestrians oh, okay. trying to cross the street. Like, I'll let you make the turn. I'll stop at the intersection. Go ahead and take that right-hand turn. You've been itching. You're just doing a UE. Fuck you. I could have crossed the street. <laughs> yeah. As a pedestrian. Okay. Now, Nick Nolte's like, look at that car! And the sheriff... He appreciates it too. But you really? see, he also sees a meal ticket. You see, yeah. in this town, the cops get paid by the tickets they write. But if you knock a car over the edge and kill the star's brother, mm -hmm. you can't write a ticket, right? No, you get just a, you get like a serial killer uh, endorphin Dopamine. Rush. Yeah, endorphin yeah. rush. Yeah. Always going for that same high. I think dopes are mean, don't you? Dopes are mean. Dopamine. <laughs> Dope, I mean. These jokes are uh, bridged too far. <laughs> oh, he's going almost past the speed limit of 40. Yep. He's going 38, he claims. Up, oh, getting pulled over. Already? He went 38 and a 35. And somebody's got to make rent this month. Hey, buddy, it's not me, it's the quotas. North now we get to meet Martin Sheen, and as you look at the reviews on the internet for this particular film, they think he's James Dean. Uh, he's got the leather jacket, check. Stupid haircut, double check. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I don't think, I think if it wasn't for Mart, if it wasn't for James Dean, we wouldn't have this. Okay, now. 
you're taking a look at the engine here, but the truth is you're looking at the engine in American Graffiti's car. Really? Yeah, because this one only has like a single four-barrel carb, but the American Graffiti has four two-barrel carbs, and it looks cooler, apparently. Yeah, <clears throat> great way to pick up chicks. I love Vic Moreau and, and Bad News Bears, if you ever yes. see the original. Yes. He's the dad that smacks the kid on, on the yeah. playing field. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing performance. That movie, you watch that movie and you go, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And that scene happened and you just kind of go pale. It's just a yeah. really good scene. I hope you die. <laughs> yeah, <shit>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kids. He did die with two kids, too. He did. Well, they, that's right. The, the helicopter accident uh, killed him and two other child actors. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and they weren't, it was like against child labor laws. They're whatever they were doing, they're practice. Um, it, it's really quite a tragedy. Um, I, I rewatched that movie in the end credits for that segment. Alan Smithy is listed as the second director. Wow. Yeah, because... I mean, there was all sorts of lawsuits and uh, even that director, uh, what's his name? John, John Lennis, who's acquitted. Yeah, he was acquitted, but I mean, it was ugly. So it was ugly. He had, he had a superstar career and, you know, he still had a, a very good career, but I, I do think that hung over it. So for people at home, we're talking about an incident in the Twilight Zone where a helicopter crashed and crashed on top of Vic Morrow and these two kids. And... Also, it was shot in, it was shot in the Indian, at the same place we saw Octagon. Remember we saw Octagon and we were talking about that location? That's yeah. exactly where it happened. Wow, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, Indian Dunes in Valencia, California. And I think you said you knew about Indian Dunes. Yeah. Driving past it, right? <laughs> <laughs> The, this oh, guy man. lots of TV. It's not worth going into the details. Sure. Of these I recognize his face. Do you yeah. remember when we used to have picnics at the police station? Yeah, all the time. All the time. <laughs> okay, basically, this is today's crop of speeders that they've captured, and they're going to, you know, levy fines on them. Now, here oh, is Angel from Rockford Files, our deputy. Hey. Yeah, that's Angel. Um, Stuart Margolin is his name. And we might have seen him in something else. I'm not sure. Mama's family? No. No, no. He looks like the, the son from Mama's family. I never saw Mama's family. Oh, you know, you never watched you? syndicated television from the 80s 90s oh oh okay was it on mom okay okay it was, was that carol a carol Burnett Burnett spin off? yeah it was a, it was a tv series for several years after the carol Burnett show so basically it's like i demand a real trial you I mean they're charging him a hundred dollars now in 1958 money i mean that car that we saw rolling into town was only worth eight thousand dollars and like you know is this supposed to be modern day or is this in the 50s? 58. 58. Have you got wow. $25? Listen to this what? guy. Put this down on because he's so dumb. We only got $12. All right, Harley, but just this once. Do you he's understand? He's a local. He's a local. 
Oh, I know the overalls gave it away. Yeah. And she is the wife. I don't know if we'll see her again. She is so made up to be, I just got off the, you know, I'm dirty, filthy <laughs> right off the farm. Oh, those wrathful grapes, he says. No, those wrathful grapes. Now it's like $50, but Martin Sheen just eats the ticket. $50 is a lot of fucking money. So is that car. So are his clothes. He just right. eats the ticket. Oh, here he is. You talk to your lawyer. What did he say, Mr. Maxwell? He said to pay the $100. <laughs> 100 Yeah, he's humiliated. He's just humiliated. And he's humiliated in front of his wife, who's like, I always told you to my mother was right about you. This little town makes his money off of speed traps. Yeah, that's right. And we'll see a scene in the diner in which they're discussing it. And uh, if we were paid regular. Okay, now this guy, you know him all over TV and movies, even though you you know his face. I know that dad bod. I have, I have that little jet myself. Well, he was the dad in Weird Science. He was like a plumber dad. Oh, right. His name's Britt Leach. He was in The Last Starfighter, but like as the trailer park manager. He always plays yeah. that kind of role. I remember it. He was in The Great Outdoors. And of course, he was in a million things on TV. Right now, he's oh, giving them a spiel about how much it's going to cost them to ride the taxi back to their cars. Man, look at how big that car is. Yeah. <laughs> That was the day, man. Because it was really coming off of the history 50 years earlier of carriages. No, there's no seatbelts back in the day, right? That was a 70s invention. Yes, it was. It was a Ralph Nader push that made that happen. And I remember, though, in my father's 68 Valiant, we had lap belts in the front only. So, Weird. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to help. Um. Okay, so now basically he's like, fuck this speed trap town. Here's your dirty money. Fuck you. And it's just the the writer and the director uh, who are interesting, by the The writer's interesting, by the way. The writer and the director, just everything in this movie is perfectly set up to let us know some information for the rest of the plot. All they're doing is reinforcing its speed trap town. And Martin Sheen, or I should call him Michael... Michael McCord, that's his name, he, he paid. The poor people are like, we don't got no money. The taxi guy was like, a hardship fee of $4. He just goes, we don't got no money. Martin Sheen's like, I'll pay him. He's really cool oh. that way. They're like, no, no, we're not your brother, Joe. We don't need the handout. <laughs> so now, basically, it's like, well, I guess I won't be seeing you again. Guess you're on your way. Did you know that Emilio Estevez turned down uh, the Mighty Ducks because they asked him to do a COVID test or something like that? They, he wasn't invited on the show, I guess. Mighty Ducks was a movie he was the coach for, right? Right. And then, and then Disney Plus had an uh, original idea of let's make that into a TV show. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I really hate that. I invested in a movie. I'm not watching a backdoor pilot for fucking Bay, Bay you know. I don't know. I'm trying no, to Our Disney... director was like yeah. that, by the way. Our director, do you remember that? You remember the movie V, of course. Yeah, V for victory. Right. V for victory. So 
he did V, the final battle uh, in 1984, a TV miniseries. And then it became a regular series. He's he's all over TV, this guy. Um, I don't know. Uh, Look at that dad bod. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, another speed trap. It's not in front of me all the shows he uh, did, but the thing is, do you remember Future World, which was for TV, by the way? You remember? No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No, it was a you movie. Remember? It was a sequel to Westworld. Yeah, and it was shot at my university, Carl. He did that. Brandeis? There's a, a scene where they have like a future conference in a future room, and that was actually, at the time, futuristic, but it was like a graduate uh, Lecture uh, graduate building. I, which uh, I wasn't too familiar with it, but I stand by that. Yeah, I, th I believe it was Brandeis. I saw so, that movie more times than the original Westworld. Really? Why? That movie wasn't so great. Peter Fonda was terrible. Was I just watched it over and over again. It would be on the TV and I would watch it. And then I finally saw Westworld and I said, that's not bad. You remember on there on the plane there and this talky talky guy was talking to the reporter and then Peter Fonda's like, you should tell her she loves to listen to stories. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, a little bit. I remember Peter Fonda like running around in a suit. You watched that so many times, and I know it better than you. And I watched it once. Do you remember yeah, when they was? So. Do you remember when they was leaving, and he was pretending he was a robot? Remember? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the way end, when he got away, he leans back at the two guys following him. It's like fuck you, and runs out of the. Uh, maybe I have to watch it another yet yeah, another time. Another eighteen times. Do you remember Sex World? The X-rated parody of Westworld came out in the uh, full. Yeah. No, right. my mom was in that. I just will refuse to see it. You know, you should really express some interest in your mom's work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have interest. It's just not positive. Okay, so Martin Sheen rolled into town, got screwed with the ticket, and then the sheriff's like, "That'll teach him his fancy ass." And then he didn't leave. He turned around and came back to town. Found where the sheriff was. Ooh, look at pinballs. Sheriff sees him. Yeah, by the way, the pinball is another reason why this film is not the 50s. Why is that? Um, okay, where is it? Was, was One of the pinball man? machines in the diner is clearly named Doodlebug. That pinball machine was released in 71, much later than the story setting of 1958. God, thank you, Internet. Nailed it. This movie's a piece of shit, Carl. No, this movie's good. So <laughs> the continuity guy should be fun. But who was He's knowing except for nitpicky? Anyone right. watching I mean, this? This was a TV movie in 1970X. Right. It aired one time. Had a following, I guess, enough for this gentleman to to put in car chase Wonderland too. Yeah. <laughs> if you look in the comments on this uh, video on the YouTube, um, everybody's talking about seeing it when they were a kid. And okay, so here we had a staring contest between Cop and Michael McCord. And now <laughs> Michael is ripping Martin Sheen. Should I just call him Martin Sheen? Yeah, why not? We call him Vic Morrow. Yeah, because he's just called Sheriff 
uh, Roy Childress. They don't have hardly <laughs> Sheriff Roy. They call him Roy. So anyway, he rips out an article. He's holding an article in his hand. He puts the article down. Uh huh. Folds up his paper and fucking leaves. What's it say? Like, uh, uh date women today. How to pick up chicks? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful Russian women want to date you. <laughs> I could make money on the home. internet. They used to have those ads, you know. Yeah, the internet was the, the newspaper back then. I mean, obviously, but I'm, what I mean is like shitty ads like Clarksburg uh, Curve claims sixth and seventh victims of the year. Joe Esavez. That's right. And when they were over there talking and he was like, we should be paid regular. I mean, the deputy was, you know, Angel. Um, they also said the investigator came asking questions again. What'd you tell him? Nothing to tell. So he knows he's under investigation for that particular one. But, but there were five other fatalities on that curve this year. I picked that up only because the newspaper said the 6th and 7th. Okay, you remember this sign, right? Sure, dangerous curves ahead. Yeah, 30 miles per hour. Now, what is what is Martin Sheen doing? Should we call him Martin Sheen? What is Michael doing? What is Michael Baba? Uh, I know his name. It rolls off. McCord. 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 Slow to okay. 30 p. What he's doing is he wants to take the curve. He wants to try the curve. Now, how does he know about the curve? Yeah, what's his fucking deal? Yeah. And why does he give an article about the fifth and sixth, you know, about uh, Estevez's death, Joe Estevez's death? You know, I was. Joe Estevez died, and then Charlie Sheen, Martin Sheen showed up, what, 20 minutes later? No, like two A couple uh, days. Day, yeah. Not, not even days, a long time, a long time later. So if, if the victims were friends of, of Michael LaCord, uh, yeah. He knows about it. And yeah. then he, he came here for a reason. Yes. That's what we're oh. beginning to learn. Now, this curve, he's taking it. Now, the first time I ever saw this movie, I literally saw Emilio Estevez in Joe Estevez. So I started thinking, how does that work with the last names? It doesn't make sense. I thought it was a different mom. No, no. Martin right. Sheen changed his name to Sheen. That's his, what I one son kept the show business name when he went into it, and another son changed his name to yeah. the original name. He kept his name, so you know, partially we know Emilio Estevez's dad is Martin Sheen, but because he has a different last name, we I kind of more slack than say Charlie Sheen, right? You know, okay, see that poll? Damn it, he didn't make it, he didn't make the turn. That's now he's crazy. trying to think about why. Right now, remember, he was looking at his speedometer. He was very concerned with what is the speed I'm taking this curve at. It was Damn the it. 30, 30 mile per, per hour limit, right? Yeah, that's right. So he couldn't have been exceeding that. What a weird car. Yeah, I think it's, it's a top. Uh, yeah, me too. I also think of uh, Charlie Sheen was in a movie, really long title, Charles Swan III. It's about this kind of rich, pointless L.A. guy who has a crisis, and he drives around in a car similar to the California kid's car. Mm -hmm. Okay, now you saw that guy ride up on the bike. That's Lyle. 
We're going to learn that Lyle is the brother of Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte's really called Buzz in this film. <laughs> of course he's named Buzz. Right. So Lyle and Buzz. Now, Martin Sheen did his first test run. Now he's taking it again to see what he can do on this curve and if he can make the curve and not have to wipe hit out a tree. Yeah. Hit it. Well, it's not a it's tree. A it's tell right. Now, Lyle is totally checking it out. Whoa, take the curve. Fuck, I couldn't do it. I didn't do it again. Fuck. Now, wow. last time he was all pissed off, but this time Lyle shows up, so he can't be all mad. Look at his face. He's mad. Look, why are the cops really. Were they, isn't this like the profitable speed trap area? Like, why isn't there a cop behind a billboard waiting, anxiously waiting to, to nail him? Well, the cops position you know was is is right at the beginning of the road before the dangerous curves but he saw the cop in the diner he knew he wasn't out here right got it thank you for answering now lyle is like hey that's a great machine what are you doing because <laughs> i'm just trying her out just testing her out let me hear let's hear lyle sure just give it a little workout look how young a lot of people have been killed on this curve so I hear. Yeah. I I'm Lyle Stafford. I live around here. I didn't ask for your life story. I'm Mike McCord. I'm new around here. Mike McCory. Got it. Not Michael. Mike. Mike McCord. Mike, Mike McCord. McCord. It's important his last name because the cop's going to put two and two together. <laughs> you know, um, oh, right. Oh, let me guess. He's the brother of a victim. Right. It was his kid brother. The Emilio Este. Uh, it was the California kid's kid brother. Yeah. But it was also his real life kid brother, right? Is Joe older or younger? I think Joe is older. Oh, I might okay. be wrong. I might be wrong. Yeah. Imagine them around the Thanksgiving table. Ah, so you're my older brother, eh? Not according to TV. <laughs> I, would, I would be on the kid's table with Charlie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now he's like, where's the file on those last two fatalities? I got it right here, but I got so much work that I'm not getting paid for. It's just taking. I see his face everywhere. So now he looks it up and he goes, McCord. And the guy goes, hey, isn't that the la last name of the guy with the fancy car? Fucking shit. Yes, it is. He's like, I don't know why he's here. I don't know why he's here. He starts to torment himself. I don't know. You don't know? He First off, the sheriff just got an article about his dead brother handed to him. Yep. Carl, do you remember Happy Days? Well, that's why he went. No, I don't. That's why he went to the station to look up the last name because he said the sixth and seventh fatalities. Man breaks the law. Right. Man breaks the law. Man should pay for breaking Man should pay by what? Getting pushed off? Oh, like a killing him? Yeah, for for speed. So you were saying about happy days? Yeah. So you know the expression "jump the shark"? Yeah, sure. From Fonzie. Okay. Yeah. So Fonzie will goes to California and gets challenged to jump the shark. He was challenged none other by the California kid. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Now, they don't, he doesn't know what's up with Martin Sheen, but he knows it's, you know, he's, oh, Buzz's garage. Oh, Buzz, hey. 
Buzz, I want some bait. I want to store my boat, and uh, my car's not working. Came to the right <laughs> place, buddy. Now, why the hell would they have boat storage in a landlocked? Maybe a lake. Actually, they talk about swimming. You see Sissy sitting there on the yeah. chair? Sissy loves cars and making out with the boys who own the cars. She doesn't care who the boy is. It requires a boy, a car, and lips. <laughs> and that's what they're talking about right now? Now, right now, they're talking about, like, uh, give me a socket wrench. That's, I said, English, not metric, that kind of thing. You don't know anything oh, about yeah. cars. Yes, I do. And he's like, I got my learner's pyramid. Okay, I'll put it on for the make-out stuff. Look, it's taking some of notes. Yeah. This you is can't it. make out unless you got a car. Is that right? Oh, <laughs> we like the cars. The cars that go boom. <laughs> <laughs> We're Tigra. And so something, and we like the boom. Now they're like, check out this car, right? And it's Martin right. Sheen's car, of course. And Martin's like, fill her up. And, you know, it's only took five gallons. There's Nick Nolte leading the charge. Good day, mister. He's the nicest guy, Martin Sheen. He's the nicest guy. Because he right. let Lyle, who's his new friend now, we just met him two seconds ago, drive his car. So he's just basically seeking a vengeance vengeance right not, or he's or, or justice for his brother not justice wait i'm sh i'm not sure justice like means you're justly served for but this he wants an eye for an eye and i think that's vengeance right yeah that is vengeance for sure let me look it up in my book the good book it's like when revenge meets justice but it's not really justice it's definitely revenge. justice would be getting him arrested up uh getting the whole police department yeah, making it public that he's a murderer and he would stand for trial and that would be justice. He's not interested in the justice. He's he's out no. for revenge. Re well, yeah, but it's it's vengeance because it's a just reason it's an eye for an eye. That's the vengeance part of it. But yeah, he wants... It isn't revenge. Revenge is like, you fucked me, I'm going to fuck you back. But this is like... When it comes to, like, he broke a law, but instead of getting you, it's a personal law. So I'm going to do to you what you did to them. That, that, that kind of. Oh, that personal law. So now it's like, he can't drive. He only has his learner's permit. We could do it, mister. And he goes, all right, I guess you'll have to take somebody with you. Now everybody's into it. Now, is your first time driving? Why don't you drive around that curve? <laughs> it's not his first time he's learning and he will yeah, take that curve mike lyle will take that curve oh no not lyle look wow look at county that impound state line so they got a bunch of 1950s cars to get to dress the scene well yeah but it wasn't so hard because they were it was 1974 you know you if just I had to get a bunch of 2,000 cars, I bet you I could. So if we went to a lot now and they had a bunch of 1990 cars. Right. If we went to a lot now and they had 1950s, 50s cars, we'd be like, oh, shit. Right. Okay, so he finds the car that his brother died in. The internet wants to make a big deal that it's not the same car. And I have all sorts of specifics why it's not. <laughs> it's not the same car. Big deal. Well, the steering wheel's on the left, right-hand side. That's a giveaway. Left, right hand. 
That's a yeah. It's definitely a giveaway. Now, there's some also. There's some movie light you'll see in a mirror for two seconds, and I've never seen it. And this is my fourth time watching this with you. I can't huh. find it. All right, but it doesn't matter. That's the real world. For our plot, it matters that he is going to discover something. Fucking push marks. Look at these dents. Wait, wait till you see these dents. It's got to be obvious for a non-gearhead like me. Yeah, he was pushed. He fucking was pushed. And that's a lot of, you know, it's a bumper. You really have to impact that motherfucker. Now, here comes Nick Nolte, and he's important to our plot. This thing was well written. Yeah. Goes, a person died in this car. Goes, yeah, two people. Right there. Two fellas died in that car. Yeah. Uh, yeah you're right. Two of them did die in that one. Oh, he's Nick's got the TV cigarette. Oh, no, he, he had the TV cigarette. The one that looks like it's lit, but it's not lit. Like it's got right. a little gray ash in the tip. That's exactly right. It's like it was lit and they purposely had it like push. I don't know how you do it, but it burnt out. So that. Right. Thing was, okay. So now like Martin Sheen's enduring some pain because he goes, too bad about the push marks. And he wanted Nick Nolte to go, yeah, push marks. He goes, yeah, it's too bad because I wanted to sell that bumper. The only thing oh, selling okay. on this car. So this car to him is just like funny. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh, cops are pulling him over. He's not even in his car. No, he pulled into the gas station and the cop oh. just shows up. That's Roy, Sheriff Roy. Now... Yep. They're bragging on, like, his car's better than Sheriff Roy's car. Sheriff Roy could take him, and, and Sheriff handles it very maturely. But he sees Martin Sheen coming out of where? The impound lot. Where the, where the evidence lies. Right. And he's like, what the fuck? He goes, what are you doing in there? The sheriff? How stupid is the sheriff? Why can't he just fucking get that evidence out of the impound lot? He didn't see it coming. Looking at the wrecks. the wrecks. And they're trying not to break any laws. He does look like Jimmy Dean. Yes. Oh, Roy, it was, uh, it was like he said. He was just looking over there. Hey, is that your favorite sports team, yeah, B? Is that? <laughs> it's the Clarksville Bees. Look, it's <laughs> statewide Bees. So... So now he's just like, you stay out of that lot. You know, that's county property. I think your uh, contract's coming up, Buzz, right? Three months. Uh-oh. You had people on the impound lot. And it's state property. That's right. You might lose your arena. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, Where sir. Where the fuck yes, do they sir. shoot this? Do you think they shoot this in a studio lot or they actually went out somewhere? No, this is done in Peru, uh, P-I-R-U, Peru, California, in O-J-A-I, Ohio. Ohio, that's Roommate. right, okay. And they do have something shot in Universal Studios in uh, Universal City, California. It's probably that diner stuff is inside. Yeah, well, because they have this, like, impressive backlog where they can do, like, you know, gas stations like this. Now, the so, curb itself is in Santa Clara, Clarity, Clarita, 
Santa Clarita, are you close to that? No, but I, I saw a billboard for the Santa Clarita diet on Netflix. Oh, okay. Vampires. That's so, that's the practically the same thing. Okay, so this is 30911 Dulce Canyon Road, Aguila Dulce Canyon Road in Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. I think it is around me. I have no clue. No, Listen, I'm I lived in the. It's I lived Soledad in the Bay Area. Canyon Road. Soledad Canyon Road is where they live the edge. Sorry, I was just saying, like, I've been in California for almost three decades and I have no clue still. Well, because you were in San Francisco, not LA. Yeah, but I mean, like, Bay Area towns, you'll be like, hey, you want to go to Dublin? I'm like, California Al Ireland Albany California <laughs> they'll say like hey you know let's go do you know this town and I go yeah once again we're not looking at the real engine um I, I oh excuse me I said that backwards this time we looked at the real engine but it was just okay so what he did is he went to the gas station he gassed up but he asked to borrow some tools because he's got a little shimmy in the front of the end his goal is to take this curve. That's his goal. So he went and worked on the car. Oh, I'm a real gearhead. I saw he, he, uh, and then he. Now, wait, now here it comes, Mike. Here it comes. It's going to do it. it. He has to ride the shoulder, though. Oh, is he trying to recreate his brother's death? He's not trying to recreate it, but he is trying to take that curve without going over the edge. And this time he was closer than ever, but look how close he is to the edge. He hmm. wants to get close to the edge. On Metaphorically? Purpose. No. He's got a metaphor. Be I got you. We all know what you don't even know what a meta is for. So should I, should I ruin it? <laughs> Yeah, go ahead, please. Go ahead and ruin it. Wait, we're 40 minutes into this movie. You gonna ruin it? Go ahead. He's got a big plot. He's going to get the sheriff to fucking go over that cliff. That's his goal. That's why he's there in town. So he's gonna get the sheriff to chase him, and he's already had the skills to make that curve. Right. That's the way to go. I would personally put a, a bunch of birdseed in the middle of the road and a little sign that says free birdseed. But he's not a bird. The cop's not a bird. If you said free beer. Right. Okay. So I would get some Acme brand beer, put it in the middle of the highway. Roadrunner, Carl. And then. Mike, oh, that's a roadrunner. Okay. Birdseed. Boop, boop. Yeah. Boop. Well, the Wiley Coyote would get, would, would, just put a little bird seat in the middle of the road and the sheriff will come right over. <laughs> Michelle Phillips. Now, for the wow. first time, we're going to... Now, this is the stepmother of Mackenzie Phillips. This is the real mom of China. This is... Uh, when the mamas and the papas broke up, she, uh, she became a movie star. She was a star at one time. We saw her in The uh, Man with Bogart's Face. Okay. Oh, look at his anacrostic pinballs. Uh, why can't I say it? Acronym. Acronistic. Acronistic. Acronism. Acronism. 
It's anarchistic. Pinball, man. I thought pinball was banned at a certain point. Oh, in New York City it was. Define acronym. No, that's an initial... Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's like a thesaurus is what we need. Okay, what we're seeing right now is a very nice sort of dating moment between Michelle Phillips and Sean... Uh, Martin Sheen, Michael, Michael McCord. McCord. And it's done very tastefully. There's, they're, they're not even... So he's she's he's like, what do you like? He goes, I'll have my eggs over easy. And she's like, that's the way that I like them. And when she says that, he's like, wait a minute. Maybe this chick like me, right? <laughs> so he goes... Yeah, every waitress likes you. you. You're working all the time? And she goes, not all the time, though it looks like that. Well, when... And he's like, I, my shift ends just about when you'll be finished with those eggs. Hinting oh. that, yeah. So they're gonna now kind of go on a date that it's um he's like you want to get some coffee she's like i'm a waitress look look what the sheriff's found why it's sissy kissing a boy the boy with the car what a rite of passage so they're caught red-handed and it's the old hey i saw you two grow up would you how would your father like to know about this sissy <laughs> Now, once again, it's all in the service of our plot. And this writer is a good writer because now what, what he's going to do is not be official. He's like, I'm going to let you go with a warning, but give me your license. He takes it away. He says, your license is suspended for two weeks. Come see me and get it back from me a week from Friday or whatever it is. So that's the punishment. That's all right. It's not a hundred dollars. Now he doesn't have a license, so Sissy can't drive in a car with this boy and make out. She needs to find another boy with a car and lips. Gotcha. So the sheriff just cockblocked him. Right. Until then, your driving privileges are suspended. Yes, what? Sir. You're not the sheriff of me. Turn off that rockety rock music. Yeah, that's another thing that's kind of ac acronistic. Algor acronistic. Uh, Applenistic? Uh, okay, 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 okay. Thesaurus. Anachronism. 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 I did it. I said a word with more than Define two Define anachronism. Anachronism. Damn it. Anachronism. Anachronism? Yes. Yup. What's it saying? Uh, a thing belonging to or appropriate to a period other than that in which it exists. Especially a thing that is conspicuously old-fashioned. Right. Anachronism. Okay, Anachronism. so... One of the anachronisms is, do you remember there's that we weren't alive for it just by a couple of years, but there was this weird period in time in like 60, uh, like right after the Beatles, in which okay. this kind of generic ring, 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 rock and roll got airplay. 
yeah. it just needed to sound like rock and roll and it was almost on purpose bad they were just doing the blues like chuck berry meets the beatles sure i remember that well that's music is playing throughout this thing and it wasn't playing in the 50s in the 50s when you turned on the radio you wouldn't get some generic rock it was fresh and new yeah you know we see a lot of movies like that where we would watch a movie that's that was shot during the 80s and the soundtrack would just be you wouldn't even notice it and then you see a movie where it takes place in the 80s and right. suddenly the soundtrack has like tears for fears and like yeah yeah fears. yeah so we saw zapped 2 and it was 1990 but the music in it was old school rap of like 84 85 you know Plus that white rapper at the end credits. Right. And he was doing old, right. Do you remember the interview with the, with the director? He's like, white rap, it's the new thing. Okay. The cop pulled up, he sees the car, but he doesn't see Michael. Where the fuck is Michael, goddammit? So he went in there asking all these questions. Well, where's Michael? Michael is with Michelle Phillips in the trailer, her trailer. And she's no. telling a story about how her husband was like a criminal and she didn't know it and she really loves him. One day he had got taken off to jail. Let's see here. Asking him where he was going, when he was coming back, what he was doing. Martin Sheen's very cool in this movie. <laughs> I sure did. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Well, we know him as older Martin Sheen, I'm President sure Martin Sheen. Well, I don't. I. I first took notice of him in Apocalypse Now, of course. Of course. And then you would see him in, like, Firestarter, and, you know, he became a regular movie star. <clears throat> but, I mean, he was a, he had a career before Apocalypse Now, too, like, young. Uh, like, yeah, but it wasn't very... He was in Catch-22. Okay, um, everyone was in Catch-22. Okay, well, he was in... The subject was Roses. No, he... It wasn't until Apocalypse Now that he was considered a movie star he was a person in movies before that gotcha here he is on a tv show you know what i mean would martin sheen do that after apocalypse now no well like you said this is 74 and apocalypse was 78 70 good Nine. question uh 79 yeah apocalypse now is 79 Okay, now I'm going to put on the sound because we're just going to have a little bit about, like, whatever you're doing here, it has something to do with the sheriff. <laughs> dangerous curves. <laughs> Woo, she's got some dangerous curves. You're different. So are you. Country girls are different than city girls. That's not what I meant, baby. Mm. Well, I know one thing. What's that one thing you know, honey? You being here has got something to do with Sheriff Roy Childress. Oh, what a boner killer. <laughs> I think they already did it. Oh, is that why she's wearing a terry cloth robe? He's unbuttoned. He looked real worried. It's implied. Okay, so now is the only thing I just I I fault the writing for. The only thing in this whole movie I think the writing made a mistake. He she tells a backstory about how five years ago 
Roy's, you know, our sheriff's family, the, 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 the son and the wife were hit by a, um, a hit and run on Main Street in town and they died. They were hit by a car and died. And he really took it hard. Um, but I think the writing of this film would have been better served if they had died on the curve. Yeah, well, you think it would be too on the nose. Yeah, but we never learned the backstory of why he's a serial killer. We just get hints, maybe because it's TV. We got the hint, if a man breaks the law, he deserves to be punished. We got that hint. We also got the hint that his family was taken from him, right? But we really never get the psychology of why he, when he pushes people over the cliff, he just gets out of the car and stares down at him. He doesn't go like get all, he you know, he a serial killer can get orgasmic over a. Sure. Yeah. You're saying you would jack off afterwards. You sick fuck. <laughs> so, so if they died on the curve, at least we'd get a motivation backstory of why that curve is the place he does his. Is this guy a car owner? This is Lyle, and he has a car that he can borrow all the time. Now, Sissy wants a man with a car. She's like, go get your car now. He's like, he's borrowing it from his parent or uncle or something. So he goes, okay, how about tomorrow? Meet me on behind the school after one o'clock. I will take you. We'll go swimming. She's like, I know a place we could go. Swimming down by the That's river. That's great. Good for him. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. Okay, you meet me behind the school at 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Oh, p.m. Yeah, I'm sorry. I said 1 o'clock. Okay, now the cop will find out he's been banging the waitress. That ain't cool. How did he find that out? <laughs> well, she came out, came out of the trailer. Enjoy. Ah. Now, listen, yeah. this is the part he goes, I, I want you to know, I know who you are. What you're doing here? Anything else? You're banging cocktail waitresses one at a time. No one could get a drink. Drink at the table. We had a little argument. We I had to straighten them out. You straighten out my brother. You kill my brother on a curve. He <laughs> was banging cocktail waitresses two at a time. Okay, so. Okay, so, <laughs> well, I was going to talk about it, but it's more of the same, right? No, you go ahead and talk about it. I like this movie. I like your research. Okay, so he, he's just on the losing end of this Martin Sheen, and he's even, now, I think it would have been better serve the writing, and I'm not criticizing the writing. It was fine. If he had a crush on Michelle Phillips, that would have been much better. Sure. Because now she, he comes in here and basically tells her i don't want you to see him again that's fucking it and if you do i'm gonna run you out of town now he does it in a subtle way like you like it around here don't you maggie yes i do sheriff you know he's you subtle just, about it trailer here i don't i like it this way because it's it's the chaos he can't control he's trying to control the chaos right and he's doing it very poorly he's reactive every time he's there's reactive. an event he tries to plug a hole and he sucks at it. The guy went into the impound lot, saw the bumper, right? And he, he couldn't do anything about it. He fucks Maggie. Nothing. 
Right. What? If he took myself, if he took myself motivational course, he'll be, be able to at. organize and and set it up so he won't be indicted. He never hides it. He just blames it on the curve. As a matter of fact, another one is coming up. He won't hide shit. He just blames it on the curve. I was chasing them. They took the curve too fast. But the thing is, wouldn't they be like seven people dead? It's a little suspect. So he just gets off killing these guys. Yeah, I guess. You just said he gets off. We never yeah. see him getting off. So I don't know. We never even see him staring and plodding. Okay, well, so. Because, yeah. Okay, I don't think it's nice the way they treat this woman that she's so two-dimensional. She just wants to get in cars with boys and make out. But that's exactly what's going on here. But the cop will show up and she's like, make it to the state lines because she's embarrassed. If he catches him again with a girl, uh, with a, if she, he, the cop catches her again with a boy, the, the father's going to find out. He promised, you know. But you were in the middle um, of saying, just for our plot, I had to interrupt. Oh, no, it's fine. I'm a little nervous that, the, that these are the next victims. That's Lyle, the brother of uh, Buzz. Buzz, and who's become a friend. Martin Sheen likes him. He lets him ride his car. The guy, Lyle's bragging on him all the time. Like, his car could beat the cop. You know, we're sympathetic to him. Doesn't this kind of, it looks like the sheriff always goes for out-of-town cars. And that way, you know, unless their brother drives up in a car that says California kid, no one knows. But Lance point. is local. He goes for out of, but at the same time, we had that local guy who could only afford $12. Yeah, that's right. So I guess he tickets anyone. But what about killing anyone? He wouldn't kill that local farmer because local farmer's family would be like, what happened to him? I don't know. He didn't have the opportunity, right? He didn't catch him on the curve or something. So, so Lance and Two Dimensional Girl are, are, are here. Lyle. In her view. Lyle. Lyle, and what's her name? Sissy. Just because right. the movie's insulting. Is Sissy she, short for something? Sissy is. Sissy had a very short career. It was 10 years long, but I mean, she was in Gator Bait in 1973. Ooh. She was in a. Yeah, I saw that movie. Film. You know, Gator Bait's based on a true story that occurred to me, Carl. Uh huh. The cops came in, and I said, "I thought the Gator was said it was she was seventeen. Right. Yeah. And they wouldn't have caught you, but he had clamped down on your pee pee. The worst. Um, she was in Beretta and Gunsmoke and The Waltons. I mean, she had her time. It was only ten years, but um, but she was. Slightly memorable. Now, they're under a lot of pressure. We can't get caught. The state line is three miles away. Here comes the curve. 30 oh, miles no, an hour. Dreaded curve. He's like, He's I think up. we can make it. Yeah, make the headlines now, tomorrow. Something cheap. We don't see him roll down the hill. We see him at the bottom. It's, it's oh. a little cheap. Every other time we've seen it. Bonk! Oh, with that fucking bender. Bonk! Bender, bender. Now look, it goes black! See? We missed it. They saved I'm a okay. little money. Yeah, it's cheap. I mean, we they did the best they could. We see two times the cars roll down the hill. Uh, 
And they saved a pinch on the third time. Now watch for any sort of glee or excitement. Look at Sissy. Oh, yeah. Oh, is he mourning? He, oh, he hasn't heard the news yet. No, he's getting a phone call as usual. He's the tow truck. He's got the county contract. We got a wreck. Oh, wait a minute. It's going to be his own brother? That's right. And says, But he says, Lyle's been in an accident. And Martin Sheen is like, let me come with you. Even though he's got no cause, but. Well, I mean, he's working for Buzz. How long? He's just hanging out, working? You no, know, he's just hanging out, working on his car. He's just a friend. There's Sissy, and she's like, oh, I'll never kiss again. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but Lance has... Carl, where's Lance? Is Lance okay, Carl? His Where name is Lyle. Lyle is Dial right now. Lyle Carl, is dead. Carl, why is Lyle sleeping with a blanket over his face? Well, to be comfy. To you, When you sleep, you have a blanket. And when you Before sleep you forever... Farm. <laughs> he's, he's not taking a dirt nap yet, but soon... Like, were you chasing him? Now, the deputy is a little bit on to him. Now, at the way end of the film, I don't get a good look at him. Help me out. This is my fourth time. I want to see if it's Angel in the end. Because who else could it be? I'll, I'll show you when we get there. Sure. Okay. Nick Nolte's uh, pickup. Go ahead. Just remind me. Angel is... Uh, he's the deputy, and I say Angel okay. from the Rockford Files. Right. Oh, that's right, right. Angel from Rockford Files. Acting. Acting. Nick Nolte. God damn it, Lance. Nick Nolte started as a uh, model, and he was very successful as a model. And he was um, in the soaps. Was he, he a was, soap actor? I don't think oh, so. no. But he was a model, and one of... A national magazine advertisement in 72 where he appeared in jeans for Clairol and then ended up on the packaging. He was probably like, this is as big as I'm ever going to get. Right. My ass is everywhere. Oh, you know what? I found another 48 hours on Paramount Plus. I'd never seen that one. Another 48 hours? Uh, yeah, the sequel. Maybe they, I did see it. I don't remember. I saw the ending. They shoot up North Beach in San Francisco, and there's like Carol Dota's old sign. But uh, oh no, I do remember Nick Nolte. Every time he lights up a cigarette, Eddie Murphy would go, uh, tut tut tut. Go, ah, damn it. And then he would proceed to shoot everybody <laughs> in the room. That's okay. But you yeah, know, that's so okay. Cool. But those cigarettes will kill you. Okay, I'm going to play the sound because sure. now, it, now it's fucking personal. I mean, Nick Nolte's brother, Lyle, has been murdered by, or, or is it, he just said, I was chasing him. And Nick Nolte's like, I never thought about the people in the wrecks, that they had family and friends. They never, you know. But, yeah. Right, because he just wanted to sell off the car. Mm-hmm. And the writer showed us that. Well, I was taking a pretty rough. Yeah, you're right. It's well done. I'm sorry, I just came by to see if there's any motivation in you to kill this fucking sheriff. You know who they should kill is the Seth's barber. 
<laughs> you know, I never. Uh, well, check out the, the, we're gonna cut to this bad haircut. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's got the Florida wind <laughs> going. You hate. They, uh, ever blonde, oh my god! Yeah, it is very windy. I, I I know it's not. It's shot in California, so I'm okay with it. Feet. That's all. He's got product in his hair. Clearly. Well, yeah. You're one of them belong to you. Okay. Now here it comes. Kid brother Don. He says, "My kid brother Don died. Don McCord. Uh, now listen to this. You know them." Uh, them uh, marks on the bumper? Push marks. Yeah, right. Well, uh, you know, Roy, uh, Roy murdered Lyle. I believe he did. Yeah. And I'm gonna kill Roy. No, there's another way. There's another way, Carl. That's right. You heard our TV soundtrack. I haven't been talking about. It. Now, look, this guy's got no last name, but he says, I think he says he's the name of the town. Listen. Okay. Deputy Pure Roy. Okay, he said he's Deputy Pure. So Pure the team is P I R U, Pure Clark's. I don't know. Oh, and okay. that's the name of the town. Right. Now, the last scene with Nick Nolte was a very revealing scene because he's, he says out flat out to the audience before what we've never heard that his kid brother was was Lord. the vic right was the sixth and seventh victim and that he says i think that roy killed lyle and he goes i believe he did so for the first time we're seeing what we should know by now he's there because his brother got we didn't know it was his brother but his brother got killed and sheriff killed him from these push marks then he's like i'm gonna kill roy and he goes well there's another way and that's when we learn, even though we don't know it yet, he's got some plot, and that's why he's been here. Now, all that we're getting in this scene is that Sheriff Roy did not go into work. Instead, he sat around in his uniform and drank alcohol. So, you, or is you, he you not? His, I think he's not in his uniform. So he's like, the, the court called you like four or five times. We need to make some money here, but I can see you're okay. So he's like, have you seen that guy in town? He's like, what guy? And he goes, you know what guy I'm talking about. What kind he of goes, beer is he drinking? What a good Did question. you notice that they completely blacked out the brand name? I wonder why, what? because, I mean, we know it's not product, product late. Well, product I mean. Place must have been in its infancy. They, why would they hide the. To well, not endorse a company. Go ahead. They, they can't show brand names on TV unless, you know, they have an arrangement or something. I think it's more like they won't, right? You could do it, I would assume. Let's see what yeah. the beer is. Schlitz. It looks like a Coke to me. Well, he stumbles, you see. Ah. Uh. He goes, you seen him in town? Do you mind not jacking it in front of me? <laughs> well, I guess I'll head on back then. You, you seen him today? You seen him today? Woo! Who's that, Woo! Roy? You know what I'm talking about. California, the one with the car. <laughs> He's been hanging around. California. Oh, oh, the California kid. Sure, I've seen him. He's been hanging around all day. I'll be going out there. Because he's like, he's waiting on me. 
waiting on me. Nice. This is the big showdown kind of thing. Okay, now, Maggie has slept with Martin Sheen, and Martin Sheen slept with Maggie, and Martin Sheen's a good guy, and uh, they really like each other, you know? So the first time I saw this film, by mistake, I heard him say, she's like, I'm never leaving this town. Even though I bought a mobile home when my, when my husband was arrested, I never went anywhere, and I know I'm not going to ever go anywhere. Then he, I thought, said, if you ever do come anywhere, come look me up. So I was like, what a great guy. But no, right. what he said is, when your, when your husband who's been arrested gets out one day, he'll come look you up. So he didn't, you know, he, it took his being a nice guy down one peg in my because he's not aware of the sheriff saying don't consummate this relationship. So it's on his own well, accord that wait, he says. They did consummate, Mike. They absolutely slept together, if that's what okay. you mean. But she's he, you're right. He was like, don't see him again. And she doesn't bring that up. She's like, I know I'll never see you again. It's okay. What a bummer. I didn't realize her trailer was like in the parking lot of the diner. Oh, yeah. That's how the cop knew. That he Frank got into all that trouble. When they come and took him away. Now she's basically saying, I'm 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 never leaving this town. And and like I know you're leaving, and it's okay. The time we had together was good enough for me, that kind of thing. I really respect her when the mamas and papas broke up. She was like, fine, I'm an actress now, and it was successful. She was sure. Now, she's never been in a huge film that had legs, and we remember all the way up till this day. But in her time, she did a lot of work, and everybody knew her as a movie star. Um, she was married to John Phillips, as you know. But when they divorced, yeah. in 1970, she married Dennis Hopper. Huh. And in 1970, she divorced Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that sounds, that tracks. That does, right? <laughs> He was so, so Dennis Hopper during 1970. He, I last picture or show, I think, was what he was working on, which is this crazy film, which if it's ever on YouTube, we'll watch. But uh, he went to like South America to shoot a film about an out of control film crew. And guess what? <laughs> That's exactly, <laughs> yeah, ended up being a documentary, yeah. Okay, one thing good about her though is, as you remember, Beverly Hills 90120. She played some character named Abby Malone for nine episodes, and she was definitely all over Knott's Landing TV series. So she, after the movies in the 70s, in the 80s, she went on to uh, be, you know, she, she had a TV presence. She had a successful career. And we saw her in Bogart's face. We saw her. Right. He's like, I she want you out of town. She was the woman with Michelle Phillips' face in that movie. Right. She was playing this actress of uh, 1930s. I want you out of this town today, McCord. What? Whom? You now, can't what kick her out of town. Thing? You can't kick her out. I'm talking to you, asshole. Oh. She's biting her lip all cool. Yeah, and he's like, I'll be heading north in 30 minutes. Yep. Coming, coming after me. 
You so, know, planes can't show the TV show if you on in-flight entertainment. Right. They don't show not not landing is not on there. Not landing. Yeah, because the plane needs to land. They don't want to not land. Oh, yeah. oh, that's so dumb. But, but you can't get around the plural. That's that's the problem with that pun. It's not landing. Yeah, the plural of knots. Not very far. <clears throat> they, they wouldn't show not landing. That would be definitely a show that That they, would be devastating. Except they don't give a shit about that. I mean, they name the... the why do they call it a terminal? Because <laughs> you're all going to die. That's an old joke. <laughs> I never I thought of it that way. I didn't write this joke. Oh, that's someone else's joke? Yes. That's Fair ancient. Okay. okay. I think you'll come back and see. Yeah, I think I, your husband is going to come back. Woo. Woo. Speaking of happy days, studio audience goes nuts. Woo. Now that's a really good kiss. And you could see when he was like, you come and I thought the first time I saw this, he said, come, if you ever do get out of this town, come see me. Well, that's a gentleman thing to say. But he didn't. Oh. He didn't. Look okay. at her, man. She's full of regret. I don't think it's regret. No, um, she's not unhappy that she slept with him. She's very happy about it. Regret because she'll never leave the town, maybe. Yeah, yeah, like this consideration of where she's at. She seems Evaluation. to like it, but... Okay, now, we are all set up for our big finale here, okay? We're, we're already knee-deep in Act 3 here. This is a really good movie, Carl. I, I Usually, at this point, we're praying for this film to get to the third act. That's right. Yeah, listen, the writer is the most interesting part... He was also a director, but he did. Um, he directed the first Roger Corman's uh, New World Pictures film ever. Nice. Angel Dies Hard. Now, he wrote a, a movie called Jackson County Jail I considered for our show, but there's a horrible rape scene in it, and I just didn't want to go there. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, we're an entertainment show. <laughs> well, it was. if you're a debauched motherfucker, it was entertaining because it was bad. It wasn't bad in its brutality. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was. Anyway, fuck that film. So yeah, okay. now we see what we didn't know as an audience. Both of them seem to know that there was going to be some sort of drag race now. It's like he knows that McCord knows he's a killer. So now they're going for it. They're reenacting. It's a duel. Yes. You think you can bonk me off the cliff? I dare you. And that's what we're having. So this is like a Western, like high noon, open 24 hours, though. They, yes. They're, they're in the town square, and they're going to shoot off. Yes. Now, one thing that happens here, Martin Sheen has been planning this. So he gets to a speed and stays constant. That way, the cop thinks it's his maximum speed. He's already got the siren on? Well, yeah, I mean, Martin Sheen is on purpose speeding right now. This reminds me of that tunnel you go through to get to San Francisco, to get to the bridges. Oh, the Marine. I think that's uh, the Robin Williams tunnel or something like that. No. Okay. Yeah, it's the north. So now 
we're coming upon the curve. We, we saw the tunnel like always. We're going to see the sign like always. And then we're going to see that 30 miles per hour sign. I don't like the sign. <laughs> so that's how we see this sign every time. The, the directors, let, they've, he's let us know throughout the whole film, our racetrack here. He is such a New Jersey driver, the sheriff. Why? Because he's texting? <laughs> At tailgating. Here we come. This is the curve. This is our finale. We are ready. I'll just give you a little sound. I'm at the edge of my seat. Horrible TV soundtrack. Okay, now yeah. speedometer, and we'll see how he's like making it so it's like maximum speed. Now look, we saw the accelerator goes down. He's ready to bonk. A hundred. Yes. Now look, see that's not. That's not Angel, our deputy. It's a person we've never seen before. Something, there's some story there. He wasn't available. So look, he speeds past him. He misses. They even oh. take out the, the telephone pole. Wow. And this is our second crash on screen crash. Right. Now, this should be our deputy, and it's not. It makes no sense that it's this new guy we've never seen before. Maybe, maybe he worked for Eternal Affairs. Right, he might have worked for Eternal Internal Affairs. It's so Infernal Affairs? Internal Affairs. <laughs> that was Infernal Affairs. There's so, a Hong Kong movie. The Departed is based on a, a movie called Infernal Affairs. <laughs> well, last night I was fighting with my wife. I was like, "You're Infernal Affairs." How dare you? <laughs> so that's it. He's the won end. by by the cops' loss. It's oh, now over. it's. Yeah. Now here's, here's Maggie. And what does she hear? She turns her to look. Two bucks. Whoa, what's that noise? Oh. Hey, kid. Hey. Oh, he's just waving goodbye? Yeah. The thing is, the first time I ever saw this film, I thought he was pulling in to say, look, I've changed my mind. I changed my mind. You and me, one for the road. No, not one for the road. Come marry me or something. I mean, it's 74. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am, in advance. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. This movie ends great. Carl, this is... Mm -hmm. I'm going to break protocol. I like this movie a lot. What do you think? I like this movie. I think it was well done. I think the director was really quite boring. Uh, <laughs> he really was. But um, but Martin Sheen did a really great job. This writer is very interesting. I, I didn't even tell you. He had this big hit with Macon County Line in 74. I think you know that film. Yeah, um, I do. Anyway, doesn't matter. The film's done. He was a good writer, and this guy did his job as a director. I think it was well yeah. put together, well acted. It was lacking some stuff, but I blame that on TV. I also a TV hate, movie. Yeah. And I hate the soundtrack because the soundtrack is TV. This movie, I thought the casting was really well done. 
Nick Nolte, Vic Moreau, Martin Sheen, uh, yeah. Michelle Phillips. That's a great cast right there. Yeah. Most, all the TV faces we know. I think the storyline's really good. Uh, for Avengers story, it, it does it right. So I, I'm really impressed, Carl. Thanks for pulling this movie out. Happy, uh, happy to do it. Yeah, I never really like watching TV movies, but honestly, there's such a plethora of made-for-TV movies from the 70s and 80s that you know people re fondly remember more so than a theatrical release film. So, and not only like that, with streaming originals and like HBO originals, you can't be a snob about this shit anymore. You just have Especially to. Especially when you bump into a star just before they truly break, so you get the treat of seeing a big-time star in one of these vehicles. Like Jim Carrey in that that movie, that that drama he did. All right, well, he did a movie where it was like something on Sp Trouble on Something Street or something like did that. Did we see it, was... it together? Did we see? No, no, no. I think he comes out of the, his character comes out of the closet, and the family's like, oh, "We're gasped." But we saw a movie together in which Jim Carrey was the son who they were pretending was dead. Yes, that was a Canadian film, wasn't it? Right and yeah i remember that it was a comedy and uh, he does show up for that oh well yeah we see so many movies we love you guys we thank you so much for watching a movie with us we just watched a full-length movie on youtube we will be back next week with a special switcheroo episode oh i have a movie no. i've watched the movie i have researched carl and i are gonna uh this time i will lead the the film that gives so. me a whole week's break thank you michael so on this week's break, Carl will be at Scotty's in, in uh, Springfield, New Jersey. Probably. You can also check him out on carlsucks.com. And True. if you're a fan of Compound Media, listen 24-7. No, he's shaking your head. <laughs> okay. Well, and then me, I'm doing absolutely nothing. So we will see you guys next week. Check out Muni Radio. Donate. Hit the donate button on their website. Go to Venmo at Muni Radio. Donate some bucks. Listen to their live comedy shows Monday and Fridays and Subscribe to our podcast and video podcast if you haven't already. Mike, you Thank do you plenty. You do plenty, including this podcast. You do plenty. Trying to think of anything exciting for people. No, well, you know you what? Have Zoom shows. Like no, I have a people puzzle. I was on TV this year. That's right. Right. And yeah. You're streaming on what service right now in that movie, The uh, Joke uh, uh, Rules of the Con Man? Oh, you're talking about the. Thieves Code on Amazon Code. Prime. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, go watch Thieves Code on Amazon Prime. Your man Mike's in that movie. You got it going minute. on. Yes. I have to say I I'm have IMDb. The director says, say you're fat. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. You didn't need Bye. to say it. I did say it. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike. Spiegelman Let's watch a full length Movie on YouTube With Mike Spiegelman It's been over one long year Watching Follow me on Twitter.
Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, Carl. Hey, Mike. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's yes. watch, watch a full-length movie on YouTube. Yeah, we're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. We want you to listen to our show and watch the movie on YouTube at the same time. You're probably streaming this on mutinyradio.fm where we stream first. We're streaming right now, every Sunday at 2 p.m. PST time. EST is 5 p.m. Turn to mutinyradio.fm, type it into a browser, subscribe to the channel somehow on your little podcaster app, and check us out. We're on Sunday. We follow Found Round Sound with Scutto. Fantastic show, a lot of crazy music, yeah. other great shows after us. Make a habit of it. They do live shows. Check out muniradio.fm. Right there, there's a donation button. Donate some money to the station. We're also a podcast by our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we're available as a video podcast right here, right now on YouTube. Carl, what is the movie we're watching this week? Today, we will watch The Park Is Mine, 1985. The Park Is Mine, okay. 1985. The channel we wow. like is ret the Retro Forge. Now, there's two. Neither of them have ads, but choose Great. the Retro Forge so you're in sync with us. Okay. Okay. So we this movie is out there, but Retro Forge is the channel that is hosting the movie version we're going to be watching right now. So go ahead, type in four magic words. The park is mine. What a great title. What a great title. Four yeah, simple well, that's words. What happens powerful. in the film? You'll see. Okay. I, I hope they use four-letter words in this because this is fucking fit. The park is mine. To the point. Type in the park is mine. 1970, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> and then it is hosted by Retro Ford. When you find the link, 1985. Oh, 85. Excuse me. Ooh, cool. Pre-Giuliani. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and watch this movie. So find the link. Click it. Hit pause. Move it to 000. Carl, I want you to... Teacher Horn Early is our producer of the show. He wrote the theme song you heard. He's researched this movie. And not only that, he found a celebrity comedian out in the ether. And, uh, and he's going to... Ether? 
Ether. Oh, <laughs> that's what happens when I say a word out loud. Ether. And he has a celebrity comedian who's going to talk about themselves while you get yourself set up. And then they're going to do the celebrity comedian countdown. And when they say go, press go. And as always, I haven't heard it yet. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Vincent Vitale. Welcome, Vincent. Thank you for having me, Carl. Now, you are a man on the go. You are always active. As a matter of fact, we had to take this call from the car. You've got your job. You've got your family. You've got your comedy. How do you juggle it all, my man? Well, you know... Lots and lots of Xanax. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> Especially when I'm driving. <laughs> now, an extraordinaire, but another thing you are is a comedy professor. I'm specifically talking about your free spirit comedy school in which you're oftentimes teaching kids how to do comedy. Tell me how this thing got born how you're doing both adults and kids. Let me know about free spirit comedy. Well, kids are really impressionable, you know? So you can tell them that comedy is a, um, a profession that's worth pursuing <laughs> and that it, it can be taught and then they believe you. That's so um, I've uh, been doing that for about 10 years. I've had about uh, four <laughs> no, I've had about uh, I've had about probably twenty some odd students at this point. Uh huh. But I didn't start really ramping up the uh, classes until about two years ago. And actually, believe it or not, it was when I branched out to um, inviting adults to uh, learn comedy that I actually had a much bigger response and I was kind of surprised by that because I thought kids would be more interested in learning uh, stand-up comedy but it actually turns out the adults are the ones that um, that need some uh, need some learning so uh, funny I got an email actually right before we got on this call two of my former students inquiring about improv classes locally uh, uh -huh. That's not something I, I teach, but um, if there are any improv instructors in the Morris County, Sussex County area, I'd be interested in in uh, connecting with you because um, I have I have uh, I have students who are interested in acquiring developing these skills and not having to travel to New York to get them from yeah. one of the uh, improv schools that might have uh, folded at this point anyway. I know UCB doesn't exist anymore, and uh, I don't know what's going on with the pit. But, uh, you know, there's people that know these things that, that live live in New Jersey, believe it or not. Yeah. Now, I also wanted to ask you, uh, you are often hosting at Crystal Springs Cabaret, right? That's a big deal. Let me know about this. This is in Crystal Springs. What is it's in Vernon, New Jersey? Technically, it's Hamburg, but close uh -huh. enough. Um, so that's a show that's been ongoing for, I think, since of October of, um, what is it, 2023 now? So October yeah. 2021. No, that's probably when I started. 
man. Well, was it pandemic going. times when you started? Let me think for a second. They they started that show actually in 2020. Wow, I didn't know that. Um, but I've been uh, emceeing uh, pretty regularly on it for almost uh, two years now. But generally, we take a hiatus in the summers um, because you know there's a lot of things going on outside. And uh, if you know Crystal Springs Resort, it's I think it's like the probably one of the biggest um, attractions for people looking for a weekend getaway outside of uh, New York City. And they have all types of things going on there, you know, like, uh, I don't know, pools and and uh, axe throwing and uh, <laughs> yes. goat, goat yoga. So, yes. So now it's hard to compete with that in July when, you know, people want to be uh, swimming. Now, what's crazy to me is the comedians that come out to Crystal Springs are often from Long Island. It's so far away. How is it that that keeps happening? I mean, some booker there's making that happen, and and people are and the Long Island comics come. Well, I was gonna say if you build it, they will come. But if if you pay a comedian, they will come too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's just by nature of the um, you know the the producer on the show happens to be a Long Island comedian, and so naturally her network. Though it's very large, uh, many of the comics uh, she she books are local to her region, and uh, let's face it, I mean Long Island comics are uh, let's call them Strong Island comics because um, yeah. so many of them work the New York circuit, so they're going to be really really talented. And uh, I happened to get get on the show actually through a musician; it wasn't through a comedian. Um, but l thankfully, the the producer. The comedy producer likes me enough to keep me on it, so yeah, that <laughs> I, is really I suppose good. I'm doing a good enough job in that case. Yeah, I'm looking to get booked. I don't think it's up to you, but <laughs> no, if it was yeah. up to me, I would book you tomorrow, Carl. I know and, you and often you wouldn't do. be on until October because we're on a hiatus <laughs> until then. Wow, that's a long break. Okay, because I would think September would be when you... Okay, well, anyway, you got it going on. It's always going on. Now, how can people reach out to you? you uh, you're talking about if they have an improv class, you want to know about that. Maybe somebody wants to take a class at Free Spirit Comedy. I mean, how can they get to you out there? Do you have a website? And also, what are you doing on social media? How, pe how can people find out what's going on with you? Besides well, free spirit's things. very straightforward. Everything's just free spirit comedy, you know, at gmail.com, free spirit comedy.com. Um, you look us up on uh, YouTube. We got some of the students on there that have performed. Um, I, I'm actually probably going to get another class going in the fall again, but I am currently working with a few students privately. Uh -huh. uh, that's just where I do one on one coaching. And, uh, you know, helping them prep for shows they might have coming up. And, um, you know, you've done my shows through the, 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 the class. So, obviously, you can vouch for how great the audiences usually are. So, yeah, they whether are. you're, um, you know, you're somebody that's done comedy before and just looking to refine your material or somebody looking to get on stage the first time ever. 
uh, I assure you, if we work together, I'll, I'll, I, I take a lot of pride in, um, I mean, well, let's face it, if you're going up there, it's a testament to <laughs> the work I did with you if you have a bad set. So I'm going to make sure you're good. <laughs> yeah. so. Freespiritcomedy.com, freespiritcomedy at gmail.com, and on YouTube as well. Okay, now, Vincent Vitale, everybody at home is pressed is poised to press play on this movie at the same time as we do in here in the studio. So everybody at home has got to press play same time. So why don't you go ahead, Vincent Vitale, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare yourselves for the movie experience of a lifetime. And here we go. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown. It was awesome sauce. I look forward to listening to it. <laughs> we are 20th Century Fox. You think yeah. the fox is dead by now? Yeah, it should be. No yeah. fox is 100. All right, right to the action. What? Yeah, what is this? There's some emergency or something? Where are we heading? A, is that a police squad? Police squad in color. The park is mine. Da -da -da. Oh, Helen Shaver, super girl. Right. Yafit Koto. All yeah. Right. Okay. And then Who's the that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Let me see if I can. Dvorsky. Dvorsky. What terrible uh, name? Right. Years ago, he was married. Ski. Okay. So yeah. we are on our way to a jumper. Okay, that's where we're going. Such a tacky name. He's a human being. You should call him pre-splatter. Show <laughs> <laughs> some respect. Screenplay by? Based on the book by? Well, it is based on, yeah, oh, oh, you're just reading the credits. No, but did you read who the screenplay was? No, tell me. I, I, I glanced over it. Okay. It says the screenplay's by Lyle Gorch. But it turns out that Lyle Gorch is this character in The Wild Bunch. The, the oh, writer the of this was like, fuck this. But he didn't do Alan Smithy. He said, I'm Lyle Gorch. The Wild Bunch. Okay, that's the Western. I was thinking The Wild One, where Marlon Brando right. was a motorcyclist. Right. I guess. So I when, I first started, when I first researched this. Now, look. Oh, it, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to be able to talk him down, Mike? The jumper? I hope. Yes, my money's on yes. I bet a hundred dollars. Yes, they jumped jump. him right down. Is that slow motion? The best way to talk down a jumper is to go jump because he'll come down. Oh yeah, that's a great way to get him. I think we should rephrase our our words. I'm gonna <laughs> talk down that jumper. Uh, <laughs> could you? Was not it in slow down? motion? <clears throat> Hey, jumper! Jumper! Okay. Now we have the funeral of the jumper. Wow, what a bummer. This movie's now, a bummer, Carl. That's right, it is, and it will continue. Now, you see them in wheelchairs. Why are they in wheelchairs? Uh, they got a basketball game, murder ball game after this? Correct. It, they're are Vietnam they vets, and so is Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> yeah 
he sets he sets a strain you know like celebrities you figure they're they're unapproachable or that they have a certain routine at this point uh-huh. i guess in, in 1985 he wasn't like that well it was the fugitive that made him look this guy's been in movies forever before the fugitive yeah. you know he was people knew his name they knew his look but it wasn't until the uh, fugitive that he you know until he was really took his place among movie stars yeah, you're right. He went to Harvard University. Ooh. Okay, well, so. I went to He could go to hell. He was a good friend of the guy, but he didn't even go to the funeral. He stood off on the sidelines. He was all weird and, you know, like uh, post-traumatic stress from Nam. There's his alcohol. But look, he's at his flop house, and he's got a letter. Flop right. here. Yeah. Now, The Fugitive was 93, and this is 85. Oh, wow. I didn't realize. Okay, let's hear the letter. Hear from me, Mitch? <laughs> I'm dead. If you read this, I'm dead. You screwed up again. It was the jumper. Don't feel bad about it, man. That's his voice. He's just trying to make a... Now, the music was done by Tangerine Dream, and I everyone know. says, great they are. But I got to tell you, this is just regular soundtrack music. It's a rarity. It's like having uh, Robert Fripp to your soundtrack. No, they did soundtrack. Use the key. And this happens to be one of them. How weird. Oh. So I learned I learned how to attend funerals from the John Wick movies. You stand at a tree near the near the burial, but you, mm-hmm. you just so the rain hits you, but not in view. <laughs> You learned that from this movie. There was no yeah. Way. You you show up, but you don't actually walk and show yourself. You have to stand like a couple feet behind. Now look, he wow. directs you this little how you know storage space that's full of explosives, yeah, all Vietnam era kind of. How did you get it back in the states? I'm sure the stuff was purchased in this. I don't know the answer. Look, I love Central Park. It's a map. Of Central Park? Yes, where our hero, our jumper, has laid mines everywhere and has stashed munitions and has got all sorts of booby traps. And So he's telling Tommy Lee from the grave, listen, I booby-trapped Central Park. Here's how to right. take... You want that park? That park is yours? That That's park right. is yours. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> and he now, does it. Clearly, we're in Manhattan, right? But Ye- uh, yes, this is one of those, let's shoot in Canada. It's cheaper. Look at that famous hotel in every movie. Every right. Movie. Yeah, that corner. Oh. Like a roundabout by it. So, of course, here we are in 59th Street, the, the bottom of Central Park. It's start, and that's where he'll enter. Carl, I should mention before this movie kicks off, because we are broadcast from San Francisco, I have to say by law, Golden Gate Park is bigger than Central Park. Okay, let's resume. Okay, so now we have the more prestigious Central Park from the more famous city of Manhattan. Okay. I'm going to kill you. And in this, look, there's Stuart Little. You see the sailboat? You can see. Yes, there's Stuart. I thought that was Spreckles Lake and Golden Gate Park, but I was wrong. Now, it's a little unclear why we're taking the park. It's like to 
sh shed light on veterans issues, but he doesn't really make it about that. He makes it about all the people who are unheard and underrepresented in the city. Like, it's not clear what his message is. We have to help the homeless. That's why I, my friend buried landmines yeah. throughout the park. <laughs> okay. Look at this. It's so cheap to shoot in the park. Now, that was shot in Toronto, what we just saw. And this is shot in Toronto. This was a theatrically released movie? No. This movie was all about HBO. It was the very first... I mean, HBO would have a... They would premiere a film once a month. They would have their premiere film of the month. This was the first time that HBO made it on their own or, or hired it done. Right. This was created for HBO. Interesting. They said, we could get high off our own supply. We don't need... That's right. We don't have to sit in the corner and go, give us content. We need a movie to air four times a day. We'll make our own. We'll make our own. So now look how his face is all shocked. But he's seen this over and over that this guy stashed weapons for him. So I'm not sure yeah. why we're getting this reaction now. There's like a bed of money underneath the gun. No. Wasn't there like, there's no cat loose cash? Maybe I'm seeing no. things. No. No. Oh, look at this. Not Golden Gate Park. Now look, this is clearly Central Park. Like anytime you see something that's an obvious landmine, like the castle, like Fifth right. Avenue, but everything else was shot in Toronto. They came here and did like three days of Tommy Lee Jones walking around. You said National Landmine, didn't you? It's a landmark. Oh, did I? Yeah, I think he had okay. landmines. On right it. now, he's finding one of the National Landmines. <laughs> My favorite magazine, National Landmines. Class reunion. Yeah. Oh, there's a class reunion in this. Uh, one of the people is a... I'll get to it later. Okay. He's so young, he has barely any pockmarks on his face, Tommy Lee. Oh. <laughs> oh, come on. He has that grizzled look. Right? Yes, he does. The way some of those things blow off, he'll, he's going to go acquire a few. Uh... So, obviously, we're in Central Park. Yeah. I guess I've said it too many times now. But right now, look at this scene. It's got to be Toronto. Different foliage. No one's reporting dog walkers. Oh, this here's the lazy ass cops. Be, this doesn't look like the 72nd Street throughway to me. This could be no. Toronto also. Also, that cop car looks like it's it's fresh out of Gone in 60 Seconds or something. No, no. It is that, that a real is cop New York car? City. Yes, yes. All right. Now, you will see some of that. Like, for instance, there'll be a helicopter later, and it's clearly Canadian. Um, there'll be other things like that. So these are cops, not park rangers. These are cops who are just like, what are you doing there in the bushes? Looking all creepy. You doing drugs? He's no, going, no, I'm no, a Vietnam vet. I'm, I'm going to take over the park. Oh, Here. very well. Carry Here. on, sir. Carry yeah. on. Do you have any papers? Just this map where I marked the landmines. <laughs> okay, carry on. Now, what we're seeing here is more degradation, right? Like, he won't even listen to him. You get out of the park, you know. Just another way for the director and writer to show us that. The man is pressing him down. 
Right. Get out of the park. Okay. All right. I 